Hey, this is Neil Mackay, your host of a Vietnam podcast. Now, before we get started on this episode, I wanted to share with you about one of my favorite affiliate partners, and that is Fiverr. I've been using Fiverr for years for everything from ordering YouTube thumbnails to keyword research, writing podcast articles, even to Canva designs and thumbnails and more. So whether you're a budding entrepreneur, a podcaster, or anyone in between, Fiverr has got you covered. It really is the go-to platform if you want to find freelancers offering a massive range of services to help you on any project. Maybe you need a stunning new logo or just a short animation, whatever you need, you can find it on Fiverr. What I love the most is how easy Fiverr makes it to connect with talented freelancers from around the world, all at prices that will fit whatever your budget is. Plus, with Fiverr's secure payment system, you can trust that your transactions are safe and secure. No dodgy people you meet on Facebook groups that disappear with your money and never give you what you want. What, that's only happened to me? As an affiliate partner, I will get a small commission if you use the link and at no extra cost to you. As an affiliate partner, I will get a small commission if you click my link and you buy something, all at no extra cost to you. And best of all, you will be directly supporting the making of this podcast that you're listening to for free, but it is not free to make. So why we head over to somewhere that you've probably never been before. It's called the show notes. So whatever app you're listening in, if it's Spotify or Apple Podcasts or anything at all, head to the show notes, click on my special link, and then you can browse thousands of gigs ready to help you with your next project. And now, let's dive into today's episode. Let's go. Hey, Adrian, you want to try this Saigon fruit beer? A what? You know... A Saigon apple beer. No. What are you talking about? What's that? What? You don't know? They taste so good. There's chili, ginger, and this one's apple. I'm trying to speak more Vietnamese. Try this fermented apple juice. You're not speaking Vietnamese. You're speaking English. Show me what you're drinking. Here. Saigon cider. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I said. Fermented apple juice. What's something that happens in Vietnam that would be looked at strangely in in your country or another country? Bum guns. You know, all this talk about like first world country, uh, superiority, superiority slash supremacy, blah, America's the best, blah. You all have dirty buttholes. How can you be the leading fucking economy? And have such cultural grip on what happens in the entire world. But we all have dirty buttholes. How? It's, it's weird, eh? How? It makes no sense. Like, we, Yeah, I don't even want to get into it. It's so disgusting. But yeah, I completely agree. And if I ever move back to the West, it will be the first thing that I do. Is I, install a bum gun. I had friends who came here to visit and they're like, this is so weird. It is at first. It is weird at first. It ta- it's a sensation that yeah. I can't live without now, literally. Yeah. And they, moved, they went back to the States and... They got a bidet, absolutely. Yeah. So when I stayed with them, I scheduled I scheduled my my bathroom time, and 
I, I couldn't. I, it's the only place I, I used the restroom while I was in Philadelphia for two months when I went back to visit in the summer. <laughs> and have you been to Japan or used a Japanese bathroom? That's a whole other episode. We'll get into that. Oh gosh, <laughs> we'll, do, we'll do an episode on uh, what was the first on names. And then yes. we'll do another episode on, on Japanese toilets. It could be called a bidet a day. And Ooh. we just talk about cleanliness. But we do it every day. That's a, that's, a, that's a lot of effort. Bidet a day. I don't know what you meant. And next question. And I hate effort. <laughs> People picking their noses <laughs> in public. It can be on a bike. It can be on the gym. It can be on the restaurant. It's all around. That's the first thing. Second one, it's people sitting in public places with their feet. Like I'm doing now, but I'm not in a public place. How you call it? On a on a chair? Yeah, like, like I don't know how you would say it. Just resting on the chair? Just resting on the chair with your feet that are visible to all the customers around you. And the third, it's, of course, Vietnamese driving skills, which are just incredibly unique that's the expression I'm going to use. Five, I mean, five years I've been here. Every day I'm still surprised. Like even on the way here, I'm like, "What the hell?" This guy just like driving down the wrong side of the road at speed towards me, and yeah, every day I'm still shocked. I'm just shocked. praying now. I'm, I'm praying. When I drive my my motorcycle, I, I go on it and I just pray to arrive safe. That's the best protection, the best insurance I found here. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> There's a few answers you could do for this, but I think it's, I think just the the lack of personal space here. Uh, in, in America, outside of if you're in a subway in maybe New York or something, you're, you, there's a lot of space and you're not generally touching, you know, coming into close contact. In Vietnam, it's like, like, it's just, that's not, the cultures are different and it's like just very common to just be very much in your someone's personal space and that for someone like me who doesn't love that has had to like really adjust to there's a few things culture that probably americans would not would sort of find strange but there is a lack of people here don't seem to need personal space where like in the west i think it's just more common and we kind of crave it so if you're into a lot of personal space or if you like um quiet you're not going to get it here i promise the one with the personal space the only time it really bugs me is when you're waiting in line and someone has to come right on your shoulder. Yeah. And like, you're like, dude, just take a step back. Like, you don't, it's still a line. Like, if you go one step back, you're still behind me in line. You don't have to be like on my shoulder. That happens all the time. Yeah, it's like you're not, I, you can't physically occupy the same space I am. So I'm not sure what the what the end game <laughs> is here. But yeah, you're going to be brushing up against people. So, I mean, that's just... It's just a thing. It's just, and, and the, um, I mean, people do this in America too, but there, people don't, if you're talking on the phone, speakers on, you're, you're yelling into the phone. I never liked that when people did it in the West. I also do not like it when people do it here, but that also might be my own issue as well. Would you, I've got a joke on that where um, there's nothing louder than a Vietnamese man on a mobile phone in a lift. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yep. I mean, it is just screaming. Um, yeah. It's just screaming. Uh, it's, it almost doesn't even seem like a conversation. And it'll seem like they're angry, but they're not. It's just a normal conversation. Yeah. Like, why are you so mad at this? They're just talking. But I've added to that joke just this week. It's actually no different to two Scottish people. Mm. I thought about it. I was like, yeah, it's exactly two Scottish people told me, all right, how you doing, mate? I all right, we get up the pub after work. All right, how are you doing? If I can... Uh... I was like, it's honestly yeah. probably not that different. It's just a different language. 
First, and it's not original, I know, but is uh, being being five on a motorbike, okay, but being five or four with a newborn baby, you know, with the head still soft, the fontanelle, I don't know in English, yeah. the, the head, st- oh. yeah, still soft, you can do, you can, you can, I no, guess it can break when it falls. It, it's bad. It's bad. Uh, you don't do that. Do you find that you, how long have you been in Vietnam? Two years and a half. Yeah. So do you find the longer you're here, those things that seeing a newborn baby on a bike, which again, for anyone who's listening that's not in Vietnam, this is a normal occurrence that you see almost on a daily basis is a family of three, four or five on one small, and it's not a motorbike, it's a scooter on a scooter with a newborn baby. Do you find that the longer you're here, when you see things like that, it doesn't phase you? You don't, you're just like, oh yeah, it's normal. Yes. It's not, it's not normal. It's dangerous, but it's normal here. Yeah. And you so don't, sometimes I like. Now I, you see things, we see things and we're like, but just, okay. <laughs> it's you're Vietnam. not as shocked, right? No, 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 no. I'm not as shocked before. And I'm repeating to myself a lot. Uh, Every day, it's Vietnam, it's Vietnam, it's Vietnam. <laughs> sometimes it's just, I'm smiling and sometimes I'm so jaded. I'm like, oh my God, this country. But I'm happy to live here. We're lucky. And but this, is, yes. this is what everyone feels, I think, and maybe even local people as well who've lived here their whole life and born here. There's this dichotomy of like, it's crazy, but it's amazing. It's crazy, but it's amazing. And for anyone who's ever visited here or for all the people listening who live here, we all know how this feels. There's this thing about Vietnam. There's this energy and it's amazing. And so we don't want to make fun of Vietnam. But there are so many things that happen here that do happen in other countries. I know it's not only Vietnam. I know that people tell me you go to India and things like that. You'll see equally crazy things. So it's not just Vietnam. But there are a lot of things that go on here, like a newborn baby on a bike. And you're like... But then there's also, you know, I always try and look at things from different perspectives. And at the same time, well, this family can't afford to get a taxi home. It's basically what it is, right? I mean, if that family could afford a car with protective gear around them, if they could afford to pay for a taxi even. So, like, I know I don't want to be sound like an asshole and I'm making fun of people. I do understand that if they're on a bike with a newborn baby, it's probably because they can't afford to get a taxi. But at the same time, maybe I'm being too nice because I think then maybe... Maybe they can. I don't know. Same. Uh, we are in a develop, developing developing country and and there is a lot of... Uh, Poverty. Yes. And um, so, yes, we have to remember that every day because we are not living in poor apartments. We are not eating every day in the street for 10K. We are etc. We see it and sometimes we can forget it. So it's good to remember that maybe they cannot afford. But also, yes, 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 they can afford and it's just their habit and it just, it's, it goes faster and uh, yeah, and you can go the wrong direction on the, on the highway and etc. etc. So it's a mix. Mm. <laughs> country would be Germany so uh, probably almost everything like going to the shopping mall with in your, in your pajamas <laughs> yeah. yeah 
that's that's a common thing here. But I I think everything uh, uh, everything uh, beyond the normal is 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 gonna raise uh, some uh, eyebrows. Yeah. I laugh so hard at that because it is something. And let's be clear: it's it's females that go out in their pajamas. You never see a male in his pajamas outside his. Front well, door. the male they they would uh, they would lift their shirts and then you see their bellies. So <laughs> that's the equivalent, <laughs> yeah, showing off your belly. But it's it, I laugh at it nearly every day when I see a female leaving their apartment. I mean, most females wouldn't leave their bedroom in their pajamas. And then here, people will literally go to Vinmart, they'll go shopping in the mall. And not just what makes me laugh the most, not just sometimes in like their cotton pajamas, which is still, to me, quite funny. They'll be in like little silk Chanel pajamas that I'm like, that's like lingerie. That's like, that's the fashion. That's that's cool. (laughs) Which again, is just these differences that we, the cultural differences that we have. Of course, picking your nose. <laughs> <laughs> that's been that's that's been brought up before, yeah, definitely. That was when I first moved here. Was you couldn't understand going to a coffee shop and seeing a guy with his finger like knuckle deep up his nose. And then another thing is that kissing, you know, not mouth kissings, but here, you know, people kiss differently. Like uh, when I came back here, I had a girlfriend here and then I, I, I kissed her on the a cheek and she's like, no, you don't love me. I'm like, why? You know, she's like, you don't kiss the right way, you know? And then uh, and then my girlfriend went to uh, my other girlfriend, you know, uh, when, when uh, not my other, but the girlfriend after <laughs> she went to the U.S. with me and when she kissed me and then my employee said, Oh, she's sniffing you. She's not kissing you. She, I'm like, no, Vietnamese do that. You know, yeah. <laughs> they're sniffing and they call that uh, kissing. You yeah, know, that's a new one. Then I didn't know that one. I feel like I don't know if it's something that happens. It's more of like the first thing that came to mind were like the toilets and the ground, like where you just stand, where it's like literally on the, there's a hole in the ground. You just squat on top. Instead of like um, a toilet, I mean, I've been to so many parts of it now where like that's just a situation. Um, so I think that's something if you never experienced a non-toilet situation where really just literally a hole in the ground, you got to kind of like squat into like that's kind of like probably something new to get used to. Yeah, I mean, when I first came to Southeast Asia in general, that was one of my biggest fears and was worries and even now, if you travel outside of Saigon or depending where you go, before you open the door of a bathroom, there's that intrepidation of like, what kind of toilet is it going to be? More often than not, in Vietnam, it is a, a porcelain toilet bowl. But um, when you travel, you know, like I was in Myanmar a couple of years ago and I got really sick, really, really sick. And the only toilet they had was a squat toilet. And that has to be one of the lowest points of my life when you are very, very ill, and the only amenities is a squat toilet. I'll maybe cut this bit out because that's absolutely disgusting. <laughs> I don't want to add to the squat toilet. It's also like you have to like grab water with a bucket and then like pour it into the hole in order to flush it. There's no flush handle. You have to like literally scoop water from a hole and pour it into the squat squat toilet. Um, but I do want to say though, like physically speaking, it is healthier to be in a squatting position when you're doing your business than sitting. 
oh, I've seen this infographic here because <laughs> this is disgusting because <laughs> your bowels are like more aligned, yes. right? Exactly, exactly. So, you know, Southeast Asia is something. But you got to be good at the Asian squat to be able to do that, which is just one of the most amazing things in the world that, uh, that in Vietnam and in Asia, they, they can just squat for an indefinite amount of time in any situation, mostly for no reason, like just on the side of the street or just chilling out, like just in the Asian squat. Yeah, it requires a level of flexibility that must be built up. Mm -hmm. It's definitely something you need to have done from, from a young age, right? And you watch people who are like older who do it and it's like, that's incredible that you can still do that. Turning up to invite someone to your wedding in three days' time. <laughs> What's going on with that? Just give anyone who doesn't live here or doesn't understand what you're talking about, just give, give a quick explanation of why I'm laughing so hard at that. It happens. It's not like a rarity. Someone sometimes turns up a few days before their wedding and invites you. It's the tradition. I mean, surely you knew that you were going to get married, right? It can't be a surprise to you, but and and there's this, this complete expectation that you won't have anything on that day, <laughs> and and you know it's often my wedding is at two p.m. on Tuesday. Like you're free then, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, they can be it really. It's not like the traditional where we are from, where it's like a Saturday afternoon. It's just at some time because the, but they're not all day affairs generally, right? They're just like you come, you eat, you get a couple of pictures and then then you which go. I love by the way <laughs> I remember actually yeah when Kim and Lewis got married last year or was that this year I don't know all the years are the same now I can't even keep track of what day it is um it was like the day before and she's like oh yeah we've just added another table of 10 people like my mum's cousins friends or something like that. I was like wait what she's like yeah it's fine I was like this is it's and and that's the that's the great side of it, right? That complete spontaneity. Whatever happens, sure. And I, I love it because just transplant that. Okay, so we're used to that here, and we're like, oh yeah, okay, that's what happens. Imagine a wedding in Sydney, the night before the wedding, and you say to the the mum says to the bride, "Hey, my cousin wants to bring ten friends." Okay, you've never met them before because that's what happens. You've like my Kim had never met these people, but she's like they're, they're coming to the wedding. Imagine that in Australia. It, it would be an axe murder scenario <laughs> and not a jury would convict. It. <laughs> so let's do The ladies that uh, wear pyjama or anybody wearing pyjama in the street, I mean, uh, you wouldn't really see that in France, but I think I'm going to try to bring a trend. <laughs> I, really, I really enjoy, like... Wearing pyjama, it's just comfortable, especially now with the lockdown. Okay, today I'm dressed for you. <laughs> thank you, thank <laughs> <For> you. you. <laughs> because, uh, yeah, I've been uh, wearing my pyjama for a while. Actually, my friend that lives in the same building as me, the other day, like, do you ever change? <laughs> Fuck you. Yeah, I have a few pyjamas that I wash and change. Friendships, you know, when men and men which is like walk together and have the hand or the, the other person's shoulder. Yeah. You know? I think this is a very typical uh, 
reaction of a very normal relationship in Vietnam yeah. when it's a childhood and even they get older, you know, they still like like shoulder to shoulder and and I think to some uh country which is a little bit more like uh how you say that uh they would look a little bit like Hope you enjoyed this episode. If you're like me, you may use your laptop at places where you have to use public Wi-Fi. This opens you up to digital snoopers. It's a massive problem. It can be your internet service provider, or you know who, looking at what you do online, or a cyber criminal trying to steal your bank passwords or credit card info, or even a hacker at the next table trying to steal your sensitive data. These days, it is vital that you keep your data safe. NordVPN keeps all of these snoopers away. It makes your internet activity private, protects you from accessing dangerous websites that are fishing for your data, and lets you enjoy your favorite content securely, even while away from home. And it's easy to use, even I could use it. I've actually been using NordVPN for years now here in Vietnam, and I'm excited to be an affiliate partner with them. I've used NordVPN to watch Netflix, BBC, Disney Plus with ease. And I also know that my information and data are safe from prying eyes, whoever they may be. Join now and you'll get 68% off and three months free when you go to my link, nordvpn.com forward slash SMB. Just again, for those hard of hearing, nordvpn.com forward slash SMB. The link is also in the show notes. I know nobody checks them out, but go check that out and you can get the link from wherever you are listening to this podcast. As an affiliate partner, it also means that I will get a small commission when you sign up, but at no extra cost to you. So not only will you be getting a great deal through 7 Million Bikes, you get a great VPN and you'll be supporting 7 Million Bikes podcast. Stay safe online and enjoy the shows you love. Any questions, just let me know. You know how to get in touch with me. And thanks for listening to this show. Cheers.